Cosmic Voice. Music, talk, and nothing but business with your hosts, Chris Natalie and Nick Michaels. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cosmic Voice. This is episode 13. I am here with my co-host, Chris Natalini. What's up, people? And I am Mick Michaels. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. Hello, Chris. How are you? I am doing awesome, my brother. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Fantastic. Awesome. awesome. Fantastic. The cold weather has finally arrived for December. Last week, Finally. It, last week it was mid-spring. Now it's winter and it's getting unbearable it's hello pennsylvania (laughs) hello pennsylvania weather (laughs) with any hope we will have a warm spell right before the holiday uh and i can put shorts back on but we'll see we'll see yeah i mean i i I noticed that you're wearing a sweatshirt so is there a cut off sleeve shirt under that no 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 it's just no it's just me and my sweatshirt oh okay you got your bare back in the sweatshirt i got you (laughs) bare back in the sweatshirt (laughs) <laughs> I understand. All right. Well, listen, so let's get right into it. We have another question this week sponsored by the Cosmic View. I know those awesome. guys. We They're, do know those We guys. do know those guys. Very well. Their question is, do you see online events becoming the new norm for artists and bands as the new year approaches? Can such performances, in your opinion, become a regular staple in tour packages as the industry works to get a foothold on a new way to conduct business? Well, that is a very relevant question given the times and the restrictions we're under. What do you think, buddy? You know, Mick, uh, I have to say, first of all, thank you for the question. I have to say, unfortunately, I do see this becoming a thing. I say unfortunately because I really just miss going to live shows. Like I, I mean, I, I just how it is. It's what I, we've always. It's what I've always done. It's what I've grown up on. Just going to a show, whether it's a big arena or if it's just a basement show. Like I just miss live music. But unfortunately, right now, you know, there isn't a lot of live music happening now. In certain parts of the country, there is. Uh, you know, with some of the even with some of the restrictions in place. But it's really not the same. I think the vibe's way different now. Now let me stop you, know, you right. Let me stop you right there. I apologize, but you have recently you've gone out of state to play some shows. So you've played at venues that are allowed yes. to have performances, but with major restrictions on how they're done. So can you take us through for those that have not done anything, both artist and fan, they have not in their area, there's nothing available. So take us through, what is that like? Sure, sure. Well, you know, the first thing is, in the certain place that we had played, we played in the state of Delaware, and what they required was, uh, I'll take you from the band perspective first. What they required was, you have to wear a mask while loading up on stage. You have to wear a mask while you're unloading from the stage. While you are on the stage performing, you do not have to wear a mask. Now, that's just for the band. Now, the people, the fans coming to the show, uh, you have to wear a mask, obviously, to walk to the restrooms or, you know, through the bar to go outside, whatever it may be. If you're sitting at a table drinking, if you're sitting at the bar drinking, you do not have to wear a mask. If you're going to stand in front of the stage, you have to wear a mask. You cannot stand in front of the stage without a mask. 
you know, the sad part about that, and I shouldn't say sad. Sad's not the right word because it's just the the it's just where we are right it's, now. It's the situation, right? It's a situation, right? And obviously, you know, of course, I want everybody to be safe and healthy. I mean, that's the most important thing. And yes, you know, we are still playing shows, but the vibe's not there because they're only allowing so many people into the club. It's not as energetic. Everybody's happy to be out, obviously, and we're happy to be performing, but you're not getting that energy from the crowd as much because in the kind of music we do, making you know, like, you know, sitting at a table just watching a band, it's not the same. You know, it's just not. Right. And you, you lose that you lose that energy in the room because, you know, people are clapping and cheering, but you you know, you people aren't up front and in your face and, you know, headbanging or, or doing whatever. It's just the vibe is just not there. It's just not. As hard as it is and as hard as we try from the stage, it's not. It's just the the energy in the room is just way different. Way different. And now of course I'm happy that we're playing. I'm blessed that we're playing. I'm blessed that, you know, there are healthy people. They're, I'm blessed that there are clubs that are, t- you know, considering all these clubs are closing down. You know, I, I'm blessed that there there are clubs still trying to do local original music. So that's a good thing. But it's just not the same, man. It's just not. And for bands to kind of survive or to, you know, you and I talk off the air all the time, stay relevant and keep your name out there. You have to do something. And, and playing online is the thing to do. It really is. In the beginning, the thing to do was what we did with the, you know, the the project that we all did together. You know, everybody recorded home and we put it out. And that was that is kind of what I thought was going to start to happen where, you know, bands were going to be recording from home and putting together albums. And it looks like it took a turn and more bands are doing more live video and, you know, live performing on video and airing it live. Yeah. We had some shows set up on our end, but then they were canceled. Things were moved around. There were some that uh, then when the dates had been changed, we it just didn't work out for us. So we haven't had that experience yet. Uh, however, we do have some coming up later in December that uh, we're going to be trying. And as long as everything kind of maintains where it's at, we'll, you know, we should be able to get through it. What the turnout's going to be, I don't know. I guess the benefit to it all is is that, like you said, someone is doing it. Someone's trying to work through the restrictions the best that they can. And I know some places are a little bit more tight-knit about the restrictions than others. And from state to state, it's different. Even from region to region within the state, it can be different. Yeah. With terms of the online performances, now, early on, we tried to do some stuff with the band. And at the time, our singer was in Chicago. We just had some latency issues. The technology that we had just didn't seem to work. And it seemed to be a kind of a waste, more of a detriment to what we were trying to do and sharing the music and connecting than anything. I have seen just in the in the you know past seven months or so, the technology does seem to be getting better where people are coming mm-hmm. out with better ways of doing it. By summertime, what a lot of people were doing when they were doing the group, like, you know, from different areas, everything was pre-recorded and then pushed together. A perfect example of that was what Sammy Hagar was doing um, yes. with his stuff. I mean, they were definitely doing quality sound, and then someone was mixing it all together with a little bit of video editing. None of that stuff was done on the fly. You know, there was some rawness to it, but there was a quality to it that was like, wow, you know. So yeah. it kind of like raised the bar for a lot of things. Now, we have been involved the past couple months doing some of these online festivals that were kind of mentioned in the uh, in the question. 
and we've done them a couple different ways now depending on on what the promoter is looking to do for that event in april we participated in one that was happening live unfortunately again with the technology there was latency issues people were getting knocked off that it was a bad quality because so many people were on at one time you know it was in the initial stages everybody it was taken away you know we couldn't go out couldn't do anything everybody was still trying to find toilet paper online that didn't exist um you know they were they were tearing up shirts and 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 you know washing them out in the in a tub in the back of their in in the winter you know anyway so it was just it just didn't work that well unfortunately so they decided that hey everything has to be pre-recorded so we don't have to worry about bandwidth issues and people getting knocked off and stuff like that so basically what you were watching was a pre-recorded show streaming now the problem with that for some bands were they didn't have the facility to do it at one point clubs to try to stay afloat were renting out their space to the band so they could film but that's not happening in all areas either i know it's still happening out in la i see it a lot the whiskey's been doing it they've been doing some broadcasting stuff some stuff is free some stuff they do charge for other promoters are just asking hey do you have any video at all that you could send us two three songs you know and you can edit it down to whatever you want which is actually a positive for a band because they can put bumpers in it they can put web addresses in it it stays with the video they could put a a link to you know hey if you want to donate to the band or uh, a tip jar thing i think they're calling it now you can use vimo or or is that what it is vimo or Venmo? yeah Venmo. Venmo yeah, yeah. yeah. Vimo, that's the video service, isn't it? It, it, all, it all looks the same up here. Um, you know, PayPal, whatever. You are listening to The Cosmic Voice with your hosts, Chris Natalini and Mick Michaels. I have seen some positive stuff with that. Now, the numbers aren't gigantic, but in some regards, when it replays, you wind up getting more than you would at a typical local show. The one festival we did, I think the day that it aired, about 153 people actually watched it. Now, did they watch from beginning to end? I don't know, I didn't see all the stats, but I seen the original number when it aired. But it's been being replayed and it's available and that count has gone up. You're getting some long-term visibility that you don't normally get with a traditional show. So I can see right. I could see the positive in that. As long as it's a half decent performance, um, it doesn't have to be the best. I know a lot of people are concerned about the sound quality and and how am I going to do this? Well, listen, you know, I mean, we're in a cellular phone world right now. So some are good and some aren't, but it's acceptable. And I yeah. think people understand what they're seeing, what they're getting, especially if it's free. Right. So there's a little bit of leap. Well, it didn't cost me anything. But listen, I get the gist of the band. Right. Oh, it's good to see this. or good. And we're providing a service not only for ourselves as artists to kind of stay, like you said, relevant, kind of stay in the mix, give us something to promote, something to work towards. But it's also giving the fans something to look forward to, something to connect. I mean, when everything is taken away from you, whatever you can get your hands on becomes the thing to do. So... You know, now things have gotten a little freer. People are out now this time of the year. They're out shopping. You know, they're going to restaurants. You know, some people have returned to work or it's a limited schools or, you know, you can choose to go and all. So it's the same thing with the music. But 
because most live performances nationwide aren't there, this is becoming a viable option for artists, especially your indie artists. This is the way to do it. Get involved with a promotional engine that's going to do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. And you're starting to see people from around the world doing that. We did one that original broadcast came out of Chile. Now, again, in the old days, that was a fan. That that's fantastic. Oh man, I'm, I'm you know broadcasting from Chile today. It's like okay, Chile, but really, it's wherever you are, right? Yeah. It gives it a little bit more of a thing. And so what we've done again, I'm just basing this on experiences. We put together a month of dates that includes several online performances, as if it was a tour, just like we normally would. Now I, I'll give you some of the downside of what's been happening. You know. If you're just a listener to the show and not necessarily an artist, because I have talked to several listeners that aren't really artists, but they enjoy the content. Um, I think they just enjoy hearing Chris's voice, but, uh, you know, whatever. Whatever gets them onto the onto the deck. So. Hashtag Beast from the Feast. That's right. <laughs> Beast from the Feast. Um, <laughs> we released an album in October. Now, normally, when that album was being pre-promoted, we'd already start touring it. Right, yeah. And then we'd yeah. follow the release, of course, with a tour and probably somewhere, you know, we'd either do a West Coast tour or we'd head overseas or something like that. We don't have any of that. And because of that, it has affected how the album is being purchased, for a lack of a better word, right? Because we're not yeah. we're not promoting it the same way. So we started to say, listen, we, we got to take advantage of maybe some of these online things that were coming up. We have to figure out a way to do it, and somehow figure out a way to do it, and uh, make the most of it. And that's what we've started to do. It's becoming a little easier to do. However, the trend I'm starting to see now is what was free is no longer free. Some right. of the some of the booking companies or the production companies are starting to charge a minimal fee, but it is starting to cost. And those minimal fees could be anywhere from fifteen dollars to thirty five dollars right now yeah and you don't get anything in return except that you get a spot on the on that show so you know and i understand everybody's got to get their end taken care of to some degree but it's quickly becoming like it is in the real world where the artist is always paid last or not at all that is my concern now i do know that a lot of larger acts are starting to utilize live streaming companies to do more or less like a pay-per-view. TSO is doing it this year for the holiday season. The Nelson Brothers, uh, they've been doing it. So they're actually building some tours like that. And what they'll do is, say they'll do three shows, right? And they use different IP addresses, bandwidth. So they'll do an East Coast show. I'm just going to throw out some dates. December 5th. People on the East Coast using that servers or whatever they can log into that. And then December 6th is a West Coast performance, right? And then so on and so forth. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's costly and then there seems to be a lot of, uh, you know, coding and things like that. That's way beyond my pay grade up here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. and so you could see where the cost starts to come in. Like when you start paying these people, you get a secure line, you know that. The bandwidth is going to be able to handle it. You're, so you're getting ticket prices now, $35, $55. But as you had mentioned, some people are throwing in uh, some free stuff. Like, hey, you buy this ticket, you see us online on this event, we'll send you 
you know, an autographed picture, maybe a vinyl of the performance, something like that. They're getting some tangible merchandise as well. So these are what some of the bigger names are doing, like the Foo Fighters. Um, I think Metallica did it, stuff like that. So is it going to become the norm? It's possible, at least for now. And what is the norm? I mean, the norm is what's happening at this moment. Um, and that could shift again because we've seen it shift several times this year. But you kind of go with the flow. I mean, there's bands that are waiting. I mean, you know, Motley Crue's still holding out for this gigantic stadium tour that's supposed to then, what, start now in June? Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, I yep. know bands are already, some of the bigger name acts are starting to book August and on. Like, you're starting to see dates pop up. Again, yep. all of that's still up in the air. Nobody's saying anything for sure, but you got to plan some degree for the future. Those guys, whether they have the show or don't have the show, will still have those fans even if we go into 2022. For yeah. smaller acts like myself, I mean, we can quickly be forgotten about uh, within mm-hmm. within 15 minutes, and it happens. Yep. So, well, who? Yeah. Right? And then so you, you want to keep your name out there the best that you can, and, and if this is the norm, and if it all it takes is you to take your cell phone and record yourself, we'll figure out the best way to do it. Yeah, I think the the thing that really freaks me out about the whole thing is as we get further into this and clubs are closing, you know, it, I think it's going to take some time for live music to kind of bounce back. I mean, there was a time in the past five years that live music, live original music was doing really, really well, you know, between clubs closing and, and people just kind of getting comfortable not going out. I think it's going to take some time before you see that back to where it was. And oh. that, you know, that that's the oh. thing that bums me out and scares me yeah. the most. Well, there, it's more than just that, getting comfortable at home. It's also we're dealing with level of fear, and it's understandable because there are so yep. many unknowns. Yep. So that's even stronger. And then, of course, some of the economic distress that we've had over the past eight months, people have lost their jobs, right? They're unemployed or their yeah. pay has been cut to some degree. I mean, many large companies have, uh, the employees have taken a pay cut just to hold on to their job. Their hours have been cut, so on and so forth. So there's also going to be that. And the longer we're in, we're in the mix of this, the longer it's going to take for the economy to recover. I mean, there was some talk just a couple weeks ago in some articles that I read that if this continues the way it's the housing market in six months is going to drop. So if you're waiting to buy a nice big home, wait till June. Yeah. Because yeah, because yeah. there's going to be a lot of foreclosures, and you're going to get uh, you're going to get some decent deals. Um, yeah, I hope that's not the case. But some of the telling will be this holiday season when the numbers come in in January to see how people actually spent. Now you're going to have you may have two things that are going to happen, and they may be extremes, and it may be hard to determine. People are going to spend simply because they say why not? Because tomorrow we don't know. Yep. Let's have a good time now. Or yep. it's going to be the opposite, and there's no spending really happening. Because people don't know if their job's going to be there tomorrow. Right. So, yeah. you know, it's going to be a balance. And really, you know, luxury things like going out to see live shows is definitely going to take the cut, right? Yeah. Because, yep. you know, what are people supposed to do? And like you said, many venues, and I know many venues in our area, have closed down. And a lot of my friends in the UK have talked the same thing. I mean, some of the venues that we were booked at or actually played uh, while we were in the UK when all this went down, they closed. Their doors have closed. I mean, permanently. I mean, yeah, you can't run a business if you're not open. And sooner right. or later, the money runs out. I mean, it's unfortunate. Yeah. 
Let me ask you this. How is the venue, in your opinion, making out from still hosting live shows, but in a limited capacity? Were sales, were food sales or drink sales still strong, or were the numbers just not good to begin with? I think they're surviving. I think they're treading water. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think they're just keeping their head above water. Just be open. At least you're not closed. If you have 30 people come in and drink and eat, then that's 30 people you didn't have if you were closed. So, you know, Friday night pays for Saturday night. Right. Saturday night pays for the next Friday night. You know what I mean? Like, I think they're just keeping afloat so they don't close the doors. Sounds like what us artists do when we're on tour. Friday night pays that's to it. get to Saturday night. That's it, brother. That's it, man. It's and, the same yeah. thing. And you see, it's, it's a domino effect. It's a ripple effect. I mean, with the artists not working, they're not making any money. With the clubs not either being open or under limited capacity, they're not making money to pay the artists to provide a place to play. It's trickling down, right? And, of course, your bigger bands that have road crews, um, you know, these guys are used to work. I mean, it's just, you know, usually a venue employs a bar manager a wait staff, some bartenders, they have a kitchen crew, they usually have a sound man, some of your bigger places have a stage manager, right? Some yep. of them have some other things that deal with this or that or the other thing. I mean, that's a that's a group of people who are not yeah. working. You yeah. know? Um, not to mention that the owners, I mean, the owners may be involved or may not be involved. It all depends. It doesn't really matter because it affects their pockets sooner or later. And then it yeah. affects you know, the quality of the product that they're buying. I have seen that over the course of the last eight months, some of the restaurants that locally that I'm still trying to support because I don't want them to go away after all this. I right. enjoy them. But right. some of their food has changed simply because there's been restrictions yeah. on what they can get, what's available. Yeah. You know, one month we can't get steak. The next month we can't get chicken. One month we can't get eggs. There, There isn't bread. I can't get any yeah. yeast. I mean, it's like we keep going into these things. So they're shortchanging here or they're doing what they can and things are changing. And it's, it's rough. It's rough. So it, it is definitely a domino effect. So going back to the question, do I feel personally that these are going to become part of people's packages? Yeah. I think in a couple different ways. If we look at it in another way, let's take it from, and I know this is this is conjecture because, at least on my end, because I'm not a, I'm not a big time artist or anything, but take it from a business perspective from their end, it's much more economical for them than to yeah. go traveling, right? Yeah. Labels. Once labels start getting more involved in this and they find that this is economical and they can retain some money, all they have to do is get people enticed enough to spend some kind of money and they got to find what that price point is. What is that price point that people will go up to? Is it $55 and is it a show and a signed piece of vinyl, some collector's piece that gets them to do that? Well, once they find that niche, it's going to work for them. It's like these cruise things. The Kiss Crews, they sell out like years in advance, right? Yep. Because there's yep. something special. So they're going to do the same thing. They're going to figure this out. And really, you think about it. Some of these older bands that don't want to travel as much or maybe the numbers aren't as great. If they go from, say, say they do a 15-city tour and the numbers are mediocre, so to speak, where they could do maybe five shows online 
and have those numbers double and make more money and do it from the comfort of their own city or something like that. So I do see this as a viable option, especially for larger acts, mid to larger acts, as this kind of continues to creep on with the restrictions. And listen, with the new year coming and changes happening in government, who knows what's going to happen? You know, you're, we're being told one thing, but everything could shift and you just don't know. So like you said earlier, it's the artist's job to kind of work the moment and find whatever they can to stay relevant. I'm a firm believer, and Chris and I were talking just before the show started, that content is king. I always said that even before. Like, I like to have a catalog of stuff. There's something, you know, it's like going into a, to a video store if they still exist somewhere. Uh, like an old blockbuster, you have all this material, this content that you can just kind of cycle through. And, you know, it's like the George Lucas type of approach to, you know, you keep reinventing what you've already done. You change it, you mold it, you know, uh, whether you agree with what he did or not, that's besides the point. There's a model there because each time he did it, he made even more money. He's really solidified that into the pop culture thing, right? So he did something right. Bands kind of need to do the same thing. They got to get out there. With a lot of downtime, you can write more music. I know a lot of people have been saying it. The digital age is such a blessing to an artist. It gives you the power to create music right at your desktop. Years ago, when Chris and I were young, we did not have it. We had to go someplace. Had to go to an expensive studio, pay by the hour, and still not get anything close to what we were hoping for. Because you never have (laughs) enough money. There was never a budget, right? (laughs) Somebody somebody always holds up the operation. Right. Somebody always holds up the operation. (laughs) It's always a Benjamin Franklin and a couple Andrew Jacksons that could could, could always seem to come up short. So nowadays, I mean, with an in-the-box type of system on on your computer, there's a lot more that you could do. Just, you know, tailor in what it is that you want to do and make it the best that you possibly can. And enjoy it and get it out there. And listen, this is the perfect time to take advantage of that because it's becoming acceptable. People are using their phones, they're using social media to experience what they can experience in the live arena right now. So take advantage of it and you'll get better at it and the technology will get better for this particular type of uh, approach and you'll just be ahead of the game. No one says you can't do it again and do it better. Right. So it's just something to think about. Now, I've used this question with a lot of artists uh, when I interview them. Some say, no, the live stuff will definitely come back because it's a piece of the puzzle that can never be replaced. I agree. My particular band was always a bringing the music to the people type of thing. We had that edge live. And that was kind of the idea for us because we were always a live band. We thrived on that. And we, well, I mean, in a sense, we were able to sell more merch that way, right? Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier for a band to get out there, connect with the people, play, and then entice people to purchase something or get involved in the music. Or So it's much harder now, but we just got to get more creative. And if that arena is opening, performing, pre-recorded, whatever, on these online events, I say, you know, why not try it out the other beauty about this is is it connects you with bands around the world again i played on a festival that was broadcast out of chile you know i mean if you look at it there was bands from russia and there was bands from 
France, and of course there was, you know, South American bands and other U.S. bands that I probably would never ever played with. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm playing yeah. I'm playing the upcoming Wrecking Ball Metal Fest. I mean, I'm playing with Strike Master from Mexico. I'm playing with Steria from the U.K. I'm playing with a band from Texas, the Recasts. A couple other uh, U.S. bands. Um, I'm playing with a band from Costa Rica. Listen, chances are I'd never be able to play Costa Rica. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, you never want to say never, but listen, for the most part, who knows, right? But this is an opportunity for you to get your name connected with a lot of other bands. I'm doing one that's that's coming out of Mexico on December 5th. It's a three-day event. I don't know. There's like 68 bands or something like that. And uh, I mean, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, think about it. I mean, on a normal tour package, you wouldn't get that. You're usually yeah. playing, like if you're traveling, right, you're usually playing with the local bands in support, okay? Now, there are a couple times when I played at the Whiskey, there were some bands from different states, but they were, a lot of them were from that west, you know, mid to west coast type of thing. But yeah, normally, you know, when, I mean, when I played in the UK, I played with UK bands. It's not like a, right. it's not like another Philly band flew over to, you know, to work with Corners of Sanctuary. They're like, yeah, right. <laughs> Are they paying? No. So, <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So this is an opportunity to expand, especially if you're a newer band and looking for a foothold and don't want to play at 1 a.m. For, right. for real? This is an awesome thing. So I don't know. Listen, you know, that's kind of like, you know, when you're dealt the cards, you got to play the cards that you're you're given, right? What What is it? I asked you this on another show. If you're given lemonade, you make lemonade. I don't know, whatever. You, you take lemons, you make lemon. I don't know, whatever it means. Just, you do what you can. Listen, you know, you throw you throw it at the wall until something sticks. Yeah, I mean, you got you know, if you want to just keep moving, you know, I, I'm a big I'm a big supporter of keep moving forward. Right. And you just got to figure it out. Like, and if this, you know, if it's not what you want to do, that's fine. But it's going to be harder, uh, you know, being in a band if you're not doing anything during this time, it's going to be harder. You're going to have to start from scratch once everything is kind of back to some kind of normal and or normal that you know that we once knew. Um, it's going to be harder because you yeah. didn't keep moving forward. Right. You didn't stay relevant and keep your name out there. And, and exactly, so yep. you, you got to do something. Got to do right. something. When we got back from the UK, we did an interview and some people were saying, oh, a lot of bands, every band's talking about doing an album during this lockdown. They're going to do this, do that. There was a lot of talk early on, but like there was not a lot of left to that in the months that follow. A lot of bands just kind of fell off the face of the earth, unfortunately. They couldn't yeah, figure it yeah. out or they just you know, said, oh, this isn't going to last too long. We'll just take a break and whatever. And it like. Chris said, it's harder to get started from a stop than it is to just kind of creep through. That's why nobody ever stops at a stop sign, do you? You just kind of creep <laughs> through and then hit that gas pedal. No three-second right? stop That's here. Right. That's right. No S-T-O-P. So, but yeah, I mean, like, listen, you just take advantage of it. Do whatever you can, you know. Keep yourself as relevant as possible. Relevant at this stage of the game just means that people can see that you're still doing something. That doesn't mean every single day, but you got something out there, maybe get involved in some things. But I don't, you know, it's just it's just one of them things you got to like you got to keep moving forward. It's easier yeah. to keep the momentum going if you already have some. Yep. Yeah. Because yep. so many bands have disappeared 
And it's not as easy as people think. Oh, I'll just write another album. Oh, I'll just do some recording. Oh, I'll just do this. I'll just do that. I know when Chris and I, in April, did the Here and Now recordings, there were some artists that had signed on relatively quickly. But then as the recording started, they found out that they couldn't get out of the house. They didn't have enough stuff on their PC to do it. They couldn't get to the studio. They had to politely bail out, you know. And unfortunately... That's kind of sucked for us because they were some really fantastic artists that we were hoping to work with. But you immediately go, hey, yeah, I could do this. But then you didn't think through and there's, you know, and then people just quietly disappear. And a lot of bands have done that. It's unfortunate. And if this continues and we still can't get out there live, if we're going to continue to do this as what we want to do, that we have to come up with ways to do it. Otherwise, it's just your last post will be, you know, you know, six months ago. And I guess this band's not active anymore. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then when you are back, hey, I've been off of Facebook for a long time. What's going on, Facebook? And the crickets <laughs> kick in. Nobody knows who you are. No, nobody's going to see your post at all. That's right. Yeah, it's you know, it, t- it took you ten years to build up for five people to see it. Now, not even one person sees it. <laughs> How many impressions? You know, Zero impressions. You know, the other thing about doing live videos, uh, you know, while we're sitting here talking about it, is you know, like your bigger acts. You know, we always find ourselves complaining about how the older acts sound. You know, oh, his voice doesn't sound like this anymore. She doesn't sound like this anymore. Well, you know, you know, I was looking forward to seeing Whitesnake uh, this year. And then, you know, COVID hit and, you know, obviously shut everything down like we're talking about. And, you know, David Coverdale, you know, came out and said, listen, like, it's just too risky for me. Like, I, I, this was my last hoorah anyway. So I'm just going to hang it up. And, you know, Coverdale's vocals have not been the same in the past couple of years, and I don't expect them to. The man is, you know, he's, he's put his time in. But, you know, thinking about it, like if he decides to put on a live video with whatever band he's got back in him, he could probably, uh, you know, fix his vocals a little bit. And, you know, I may pay 20 bucks to see right. that live, you know, that live yeah. performance. Well, you, you know, know speak, speaking of Coverdale, what he was doing, if you were following him, is he was doing these little 30 seconds to a minute acoustic things. He's playing acoustic and he's just singing, you know, again, keeping it low key, doesn't have to force it yeah. out over a live band. Man, they sounded good. And he and he was getting, you know, again, he kept himself, you know, and in the process, yeah. didn't they release an album? Did they release an album right before COVID hit or was it right after? Brother, let me tell you something. He must sit in a studio <laughs> and remix all the time because he's kind of, White State constantly has stuff coming out. Yeah. yeah. I think they, I think he put out a record I don't know if it was older stuff or remixed older stuff, but he's always putting stuff out because oh, he's yeah. not doing anything. Yeah. Well, he's got the time. He's got the money. He still has, yeah, the, good, he still has the good not? hair. Why not? If I had hair like that, I'd remix stuff. <laughs> you know? But, you know, like that's the thing. You know, we always you know, we always talk about, you know, how, how bad Paul Stanley is and he's, you know, does he use backing tracks, you know, whatever the case may be. But, you know, if maybe the last road kiss tour can't happen, well, maybe they'll just put it on, you know. Maybe let's do a live feed. You pay the money, and they can, you know, fix up his vocals, and That's nobody right. can complain. Yeah, December thirty first. You want, you, you know, really? Do you want to go to a show where a guy's sounding like he's being strangled to death? No, I mean that's not what we want to do. Listen, if you don't think that they've been using backing tracks all forever, you're right. Something really, right. Yeah, Listen, yeah, yeah. I, I'll give you a quick little story. I know this has nothing to do with anything, but just based on that, back in the slippery when wet days, when Bon Jovi came through, you know, living on a prayer. Ah, Right, yeah. we sat behind the sound guy at the Spectrum. Every time that oh came on, he pushed up the faders, and then he pulls them back down. Oh, 
Yeah, okay. I mean, and we knew that back then, but did anybody care? No, he played four nights in Philly, sold out with, with, right, right, with, with exactly. Cinderella. I went to two of those shows. So <laughs> <Exactly>. stop it. <laughs> stop it. So, you know, that may be the good thing that comes out of these, you know, if, if a lot of performers decide to do, you know, these live videos. Yeah, we'll finally start getting a Vince Neil that sounds like Vince Neil. Exactly, right? Like the Vince Neil, like you should. Yeah. Not the other uh, thing. Uh, every uh, third uh, word. Yeah, not the breath, yeah, between. Uh, 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 uh. Well, you know, it's become the norm is you just put the mic out to the to the crowd, let them sing it. That's it. And you, That's you know, it. So, I don't know. Well, there you have it, guys. I guess, Chris, you have anything else you want to add to this? No, man, no. I just hope live music comes back soon. <laughs> well, listen, it's all live, unless it's on well, Memorex. That, well, you're right. Oh, so, uh, let me rephrase that. I hope going to shows happens soon. How's that? I agree with you. I do, too. I miss playing out, and that coming from someone who always, I'd rather be in the studio myself than them performing live but in like we talked about in a previous show in the past few years i have enjoyed playing out more and more and more because i've taken on a new perspective with it you know i i just recently did yeah. an interview myself and i said that you know i i kind of made it harder on myself for a lot of years got too stressed out about certain things and it was very difficult to enjoy when things came down to it to enjoy the show i mean i did the best that i could but inside i always had but i started to enjoy it more and like tommy Kiefer said you don't know what you got till it's gone absolutely so i've embraced the the online events that i can like i said i booked uh, four shows with them i made a little tour created a tour name a poster got some sponsors to it and i'm having a good time with it and uh, and i can do all of that from the comfort of my own home that's right. And, you know, and like Chris said, safety is a huge concern for everybody. We don't want anyone getting sick. We don't want anyone having no. difficulties, both artists, no. fan, venues. So this is a good way until they figure out whatever it is that they need to figure out. This is a good way for bands and artists to kind of keep pushing the envelope, be involved, stay relevant, get things on the table, and stay active and interactive both with your craft and with the fans. And yep. with that, I say adieu. I do what? <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. This is the Cosmic Voice. If you have a question, a topic idea, or something you want us to address, just contact us through our Facebook page at The Cosmic Voice. You can listen to The Cosmic Voice at Spotify, Breaker, Apple, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, and at thecosmicview.com. Check us out on Facebook at The Cosmic Voice. You're listening to The Cosmic Voice. Music, talk, and nothing but business.